Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. This is where success happens. A member of the industry syndicate, Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Jennifer, I wanted to talk a little bit real quickly on what you have implemented um, over the last year that has been a huge part of your business. And then look, talk us through, your, I know your implementation Queen, that's one of your, um, or princess, I guess I'm the queen, but anyway, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yes, the, the uh, but I'm joking. <laughs> She's been with me 13 years, I can say that. But um, the, um, uh, tell us a little bit about it, because I, I love the, I love what you do. Okay, so uh, this is going to go step by step, if you guys want to get ready to write it down, but I have been, I've been a part in Sales Mastery, sitting where you guys are over and over, and I hear loan officers constantly that are rock stars and say, I'm closing $100 million a year, and I only have 10 realtors, and I'm like, what the heck? I, I am going after all these one-hit wonders, and just, <laughs> I got to figure out how do you get there without losing production at the same time? So I had a step-by-step way of trying to get there, and I'm still in the middle of it, but it's working. So the first thing that I did is I made a list from the prior year of every realtor that I closed a deal with, along with how many deals I closed for them. And that list was, no joke, 60 realtors that I closed a deal with. But a lot of them were one, because that year they only did one or that did one buyer side, one listing side, whatever it was. But I put that list together and looked at it because there's it, it's very frustrating to try to take 60 realtors out to lunch and maintain a relationship with them. And it's just, it's just you beat your head against a wall, right? So once I put that list together, I started researching those realtors. And I don't know how everybody's market is here, but in Dallas, we're able to um, get into a system to see how many deals that those specific realtors closed. So what I found was when I did that research is that some realtors maybe sent me two deals, three deals, four deals, but they actually closed 22 buyer side deals. So they're not sending me all of them. And so while I appreciated those four deals, I wanted, I needed to then figure out how to get to more of that 22. And the problem that I was seeing is that those realtors are in a habit. How can I break their habit? And um, they like me. They're just in a habit of whatever, whoever their preferred um, lender was, and maybe I'm just number two to them, or you know, whatever it is. And in addition to that, still with those one-hit wonders, if I go to a networking event and I see another loan officer talking to that person who sent me one deal last year, I'm all over. I'm like, oh, I better take them to lunch tomorrow because I got to make sure they know that they need to use me when I really needed to focus that energy on the realtors that are closing 22 buyer-side deals or the higher ones. So I took that list then, and I just took the top 19. There's a reason I did 19, and it's because of how many fit into our conference room. And so I just took, (laughs) that's the reason. So I took the 19 realtors, and I started thinking, and I got my notes here, sorry. Um, How am I going to take them from being just sending me those few to sending me much, much more and getting me to that point of being a rock star loan officer. So I wanted to do the next level, and I actually stole a term from here that I constantly hear, which is elite, and I, ca- and I decided to develop, to develop a, it's a lunch, a lunch and learn, but I'm not calling it that. I'm calling it the elite realtor experience. And so just those 19, whether they've ever, at some point, those 19 have used me, worked with me, so it is somewhat warm, I started inviting them. So I started thinking of, How can I do this to a high level, not your normal um, lunch and learn level, but a high level because these are high level realtors. And um, 
the first the first step is, and I liked what Deb said yesterday, is you've got to talk, you've got to make sure you're working this before, during, and after. And so the before for this was that I wanted to make sure that my invitation was high level. And so the invitation looks sleek, it's very nice, and that invitation went to just those 19. And in the invitation subject, it said invitation only. No one else was invited to this, it was just who received this invitation. The um, a week after they got that invitation, we had our caller go ahead and call them to follow up, make sure they got the invitation, see if they're already planning on coming. But in addition to that, she's asking them what their preferred drink is and what their preferred um, dessert flavor, whatever we're having at that moment, whether it's a cookie or cake pops or whatever. And so she got those specifics from them. Then the third week, she's texting them. Then the day before, she's calling them to make sure they're coming. So in a lot, and I know a lot of us, we will have a lunch and learn and we'll invite them one time and then we never, we never follow up on it again. And so they're getting followed up on this four times. At this point, the, the amount of people that show to this lunch and learn, I've got it at 80%. 80% of the people I'm inviting are there, and every yeah. single person has come. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And it's happening once a month. And okay, so the second thing here to prepare for before is that to make it at a high level, um, when, they take, when they walk off the elevator, there's someone there with a tray with champagne glasses with mimosas, and even for the non-drinkers, we have sparkling cider. So they're standing there greeting them, telling them where to head for our office. When they walk into our office, the next person is standing there to greet them, to show them how to get to our conference room. And she's handing them a card that was free for us, but our IT department went on ahead and made a Wi-Fi login that says Elite Realtor, that's it, and so that they had their own personal Wi-Fi login. So now they go to the conference room, and in the conference room, I'm there greeting them. But the plates, the glasses, everything, it's real. It's not just getting the solo um, whatever at Kroger or Ralph's. It's, it's actually doing nice, nicer thing. Um, I'm trying to do this fast, I'm sorry. At each spot, I also saw this at one of your events, was there are placards, just like what's up front, with their names. So they have assigned seating, and so their names are there. The, I have their name looped on a screen in our conference room with their, with their headshot, and it says Elite Realtor Ann Martinkus Keller Williams. And all of the names are looped through as they're walking in, and I'm seeing them all like snap, you know, snapping their name with their placard and the, the loop. Everything is just very high end, so that's where I'm preparing. Then during the event, it's, all, it's a class that's not FHA 101. These realtors are doing a lot of deals. They don't need FHA 101. It's a higher level class. So I mean, I, whether I'm teaching it or I'm inviting someone, there's no sailing going on. So my first class I had my personal CPA come in and I had him teach the newest laws about capital gains because our customers are making so much more so that the realtors know how to better give the advice. And in that, um, with that happening, I told the CPA, you are not allowed to sell. In that class, they're not allowed to, if afterwards they ask for their information, great, but I didn't want this to be about a title company coming and send me your business, send me your business. It was just about them to have that elite experience. All right, so the, um, all right, so that class is never an FHA 101, high-end class. I'm looking from, I'm looking at everything, making sure I'm covering. So what this ends up being is that one time a month, I'm having lunch with up to 19 of the highest realtors. And I only have to go to lunch once. And that's it. I don't have to right. go to that's 19 different right lunches. It was a breakthrough. <laughs> and little by little, I'm breaking their habit. So they're coming to my office and getting comfortable at my office and getting comfortable with our receptionist and getting comfortable. And they're getting comfortable with the group because they're all from different offices. And so they're all getting to know each other and share their listings and whatever. It's pretty cool. 
but they're breaking their habit to where they're thinking of me when they get a, when they get a deal and not the other person, right? Um, every time I have this class, I remind them that the reason they're in there is because they are the highest level realtors. They are the elite realtors. They've surpassed a numbers that I set as a target for what they do, and they know that they are, they are the only ones invited, that they can't, <laughs> people get a little jealous and wonder why they're not invited, but that is why they're there. Um, so I guess what's next on this, so it's high level, do you like it, Deb? You love it, okay. So what's next for this is I keep trying to think of ideas of how to take it to the next level. My husband is working on for the next one to have a mobile car wash company come to the parking lot and everybody who wants, who, who's in that class gets their car washed while we're in that event. Um, my December class is gonna be, I'm gonna do it all about the five star and have, and for their, give, have at each one of their spots the five star book and go over ideas with them on how to make their customer experience as a realtor to be five star. You, so you, that's uh, that class. I do know somebody would fly to Dallas and help you with that. Who? Who? <gasps> Whoa. Ooh. You got it. Hey, I will go hold you up. Got here. it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jenna. Oh, that was oh, awesome. I love it. All right. I'm, All right, Jenna. That, that was awesome. That was awesome. That was awesome. All right. That was awesome. All right, Miss. Uh, let's show Wally. Morning, Sales Mastery. So, Linda Davidson just asked me about how do I implement? How do I actually begin the process? How do I? How do? How do I implement? So, Shane, my production partner, and I did not go out last night. And I'm not saying you should go out or should not go out. But what we did, we stayed in, and we stayed in. We we put together a whiteboard and we put together all the action items that we wanted to kind of go through. Then once you once we put together, you know, the top top 25 things we wanted to implement, what we learned, how we wanted to accomplish it, it was just really simple. Then we, then we prioritized it. Then we prioritized it as, hey, this is a really great idea, but you know what? You know, we don't have the time or the leverage to be able to accomplish this right now. What is the most dollar productive item that we need to be able to implement? And once we're put, be able to put that together and prioritize it numbers wise, priority number one, priority number two, priority number three, then we figure out who can help us, who's done this before, who, who can we delegate this to that we can inspect what we expect but on top of that, we can actually, they can help us accomplishment. You know, most people try to go back from sales mastery and just try to do so many things, but unfortunately, you know, life happens. So when you figure out what you want to do, what you want to accomplish it, prioritize it. Number one, number two, number three, give it by wins. Then I add next to it, who can help me do this and or who's already accomplished this before in the past that I can actually leverage. Whose notes can I borrow? Who, who's, who, whose assistant can I borrow? Who, who's done this and who can I leverage from? So the biggest thing I just want to tell you is that prioritize your game plan. Prioritize what you want to accomplish, when you want to accomplish it, and, and uh, just figure out what you want to do from that. Then figure out who's done it, who's done it in the past, who can you learn from, and who, who, who can help you get there. Then from there, divide and conquer. Too many people try to do everything by themselves. Simply divide and conquer. All right, please let me know what else I can do to help, and I'll love to serve you. Thanks. All right, Mr. Wally. So I would write this down right now. What is the highest dollar contributor idea requiring the least amount of labor? 
And when you start to filter the list, because Wally's an implementation machine, he's one. He's in the you know top one two percent of originators in America. Four hundred deals a year. He's a machine. Um, it gets down to what is the idea that's going to make us the most money that is the least labor intensive to initiate and put into play and then you circle the wagons and get that done and uh, i'm proud of you man it's uh exciting to watch what's happening so do i need to watch do i no no the clock is uh, yeah clocks okay we're gonna, we're gonna end in about five minutes, minutes. Yeah. no uh, Thank you. I mean, a lot of that, I mean, candidly, it was about four years ago when I joined Elite, and I came to Todd, and I said, hey, man, I'm so proud of myself. I read 17 books this year, and he goes, cool. So what were the 17 top things you implemented from those books you read? I'm like, my phone, I, I got to go. And uh, I'm, I'm blessed to say that, you know, the, the way that I read books now, the way that he taught me, is, uh, you know, we focus on what 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 is the implementation, like what are we gonna implement, what's the one thing we're gonna implement for each one? And then we read our biggest, biggest top 10 ahas from each book that we read or seminar we go to. What is the one thing we're gonna implement? What is the one thing we wanna be kept accountable to? Like if I'm accountable to Linda, Linda's gonna call me, Linda's gonna text me, she's gonna reach out to me. I don't wanna let her down, I, I just don't. So what are you gonna implement? What are you gonna keep accountable? And who are you gonna bring with you? Who else are you gonna invest in? Who else are you gonna reach out to and share your knowledge with, share your wisdom with, and just make sure that we're bettering each other with it? Um, so that was huge, that's definitely one thing I, I learned from Todd and, and, um, and Elite. But this, when you he taught me, Todd taught me how to actually take notes. I don't know how you guys take notes, but you know, before I used to simply just take notes of, just write down notes, 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 notes. And Todd taught me to, to put uh, boxes, like empty boxes, if it was something I wanted to accomplish and a, an asterisk if it was something like, wow, this is a really big aha. And that's how Shane and I actually brained up last night and the night before, and we really, really focused on, okay, so here are the things that we want to implement. It was easy because it was broken down two different sheets of paper. Here's your ahas, and here's your boxes. They were able to kind of prioritize. So if you take notes in an efficient manner today, you can take that back to your team, to your staff, to yourself, and really, really have traction in how you accomplish it. So with that being said, make it easy on yourself, better how you take notes here today, so you can go back and actually receive traction from it. So let, let's, let's get um, crystal clear on uh, one specific thing. And Wally hit it, and he hit it by saying, we did not go out last night. What I need you guys to, to, to get very, very clear on is you cannot go out this weekend and do anything. You cannot. You, you will shortchange you, your family, and your future. If you're flying home today, great. Start writing and re-summarizing your notes. You literally take this spiral notebook and you are going to turn it into your one-year workbook. Because next year when you come back to Sales Mastery and we reconvene again for number 26, you want to look at that list and you want to know that you had traction in the areas that mattered most. And if this workbook stays a notebook because you go out this weekend and don't spend some time, energy, and money figuring out the list, the prioritization, the resources needed, and your dates, 
there is a odds-on chance that you're going to find yourself in a week or two back in the chaos, back in the fray, and the stuff that matters most <clears throat> is not going to get done. So at the back of the book, when you have that, that full spreadsheet on you know, your top ideas and what's the nature of the idea and what's the priority of the idea and the due date, that thing should be filled out uh, and, and you should be clear on this sometime midday tomorrow, latest Sunday afternoon. And then we are going to send to you on Monday a simple Excel spreadsheet that is the high trust coaching prioritization spreadsheet. And I want you to be able to, before you go to work on Tuesday, have every one of your ideas that you want to implement on this spreadsheet. The spreadsheet is color-coded with green, yellow, and red. Red are the things that you are going to eliminate from your business as activities you should be involved in. Yellow are the things you need to strategize around in terms of implementation. Some of those ideas may take a week or two, some may take a month or two, and some might honestly take the whole year, depending on the size of the project. And then green are the things you learn here that you want to do more of, you want to do them better, and they are things you can start doing now. And so we're going to order the, the spreadsheet in green, money, yellow, <coughs> future money, red, costing you money, and that's going to be your track for a year. And I love some of the simplicity <clears throat> that we're hearing here that, that uh, is, is tantamount to implementation success. In fact, I would, I would probably say that the number one reason why implementation fails is we make it too complicated. Or we think it needs to be perfect. Yeah. It doesn't. Simplification, in my mind, is the pathway to implementation. I agree. Uh, one more thing? Yeah. Absolutely. Huge mistake I've made. So this is my last four years, okay? So 36 million, 45 million, 80 million, right about $100 million in production. So that's really like super cool. That's awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. However, here's the biggest mistake I made, and I made a commitment. I'm going to make it today on stage, okay? 19 years in business, and even that much production, I totally candidly still feel that I've been in the business one year 19 times. I am doing... For, Awesome, this phenomenal app bringing business in the door. But I really suck. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that or not, but I suck at database management, annual client reviews, which I made a commitment to Dave Savage earlier, like he has to keep me accountable, or, or I told him to fire me. If, I don't, if I'm not more accountable at annual client reviews, then he needs to fire me next year from Mortgage Coach. And you know, I finally, you finally like got to me. He's been, he's been hammering, ha I don't, y'all don't have a hammer noise back there? Come on! <laughs> so he's been hammering into me about, close, that's the best you got? So, <laughs> so the biggest thing is, is don't forget your database, don't forget your clients as you continue to grow. My commitment to Todd was that, you know, obviously, you know, obviously I totally feel we will. We'll do another, help another 400 families next year, but my number one goal, Number one goal is to receive one referral from every single client that we serve. Even at a 50% conversion rate, 50% <laughs> conversion rate. Todd's taught me through, through elite and coaching that, you know, that's, that's 200 more families that we're going to be able to help. 
I say I'm, I'm going to do 600 loans next year, that's, that's a lot. But my, my mind said... Did you just say that? <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> May no, I say 500? <laughs> right? We got that, right? Uh, I got it. Five. <clears throat> no, come over here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Right there. Lock it right there. Okay, and... <laughs> I'm making a... I want you to tell the camera what your production is going to be at the end of the year in 2018. Okay. Right. All right. My production in 2018, I'm going, to, I'm going to help 500 families or more because I'm going to focus on my database. I'm going to focus on serving clients. I'm going to focus on annual client reviews. And you've got Todd as my accountability partner, Sarah, Middleton, Fairway. All right. It's out there. So you've got to help me get there. So, um, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> no, that was good. That was good. That was. You know what is? Uh, let me tell you the, <sighs> the craziness around implementation. All right. Um, the annual client review was invented by my 1994 mortgage mastermind group that met in this city. And we came up with that idea on one of the ideas that we were going to implement as a group in our businesses. And here we are 20, <clears throat> 24 years later, and about 99% of LOs in America still don't do an annual client review. And I want you guys to understand, you, we don't need to keep looking for new things when there are proven, emotional, human-centric conditions to our business that all we have to do is put that into play. So what I would do if I were you, one of the things that could get the one more is I would go through your database in the next 30 days and I would hire somebody to put in 10 years of annual client reviews based on the last time you did business with a person that's in your database. And I would just order it. And if it's in the last year, you have that population of annual client reviews starting in 2018. If you go back two years and you haven't made a call to 72 people, make the call and check in with them and see how they're doing, check their finances out, check their real estate dreams and goals out, bring them up to speed. Because I gotta tell you something right now, the, the, the idea of B2C uh, is, is impossible to get to if you're not talking to your clients. And when you start to then think about this, one goal I would have if I were you is I would know uh, within a period of time, call it maybe end of the year, I'd like to know in my database how many people in that database have influence of at least 10 people or more. I'd like to know if you have 10 people in your company or 10 people in your department or you are in an association that has at least 10 people in it. And you start to think about it and if I could figure out by the end of the year that I got 200 people in my database that have an influence circle of 10, I now have 2,000 borrowers that I can start to do business with without ever leaving my office and calling on a real estate agent. There was a reason why that company 16 years ago called Goldmine was birthed. Because your database is your goldmine. And you gotta be in it. You gotta be in it.